Hello, Astro Radio Z listeners. This is Kevin Moss from Junk Food Dinner, uh, a podcast about cult movies. Uh, you can find us at junkfooddinner.com. And if you're listening to this episode, you are among the fine folks getting to celebrate Ghoul Summer with us. Uh, what is Ghoul Summer, you might be asking? Well, it is a tradition that started here on our podcast where we watch some of the worst, grossest, most offensive, you know, the kind of movies some kid would have hidden in his closet um and show to you one late night you know gross murder rape uh vomiting whatever the grossest stuff you can watch pretty much it's movies that you would expect not to be found on letterboxd and then you discover that for some reason parker bowman has added them there you know the kinds of movies you wouldn't want any of your internet friends finding out about but uh for some reason some people are so proud of them they'll wear ghoul summer t-shirts proclaiming uh, their love for Bill's above. <laughs> yes. So if uh, if you're listening to this and you like Ghoul Summer, check out yeah. the Ghoul Summer shirts. And you're, uh, congratulations, you're a ghoul. Uh, <laughs> if you can't understand this, you're as brained as the guy who's recording this. No offense. But, <laughs> you know, get ready to be sickened. Um, if it's something lame and lazy, email the guy and tell him he's a dick. Because that's the only way you can get rid of and continue on Ghoul Summer any year. Yeah, I, and I have mixed feelings about Ghoul Summer, by the way. I don't love oh, it. You should love it. It's the best part of the year. I mean, come on. It's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It makes me feel bad, and it makes me no. feel dirty. No, these are the, this is the cleansing part of the time. You know, when you, get to, when you get to let out your bad things and just kind of show it to people. <laughs> you know, like your grandfather during, you know, Halloween. You know, when he opens his hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's the uh, two weeks out of the year where my girlfriend refuses to talk to me. <laughs> the only time of the year my wife talks to me. Oh, well, see. Now that's a healthy relationship. Well, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Ghoul Summer and on with the show. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Welcome one and all to the first and perhaps last Ghoul Summer episode here on Astro Radio Z in conjunction with Junk Food Dinner. We have decided to throw our hats into the disgusting gut pile that is Ghoul Summer. And what did we decide to watch? Traces of Death 1, 2, and 3. So in order to kick this episode off right, here's some nasty death metal.
I decided to bring with me tonight two people. Well, okay, okay. Let me start this over because this ain't right. I was about to lie, and I don't lie here on Astro Radio Z ever. Never lie to you, my dear listeners. I put this out there to my <laughs> to my contributors to Astro Radio Z to see who had the strongest stomach that could come on and watch these movies tonight for Ghoul Summer. Of course, Mark the Movie Man jumped at the opportunity to which I'm sure I'll find out a little later that he'll regret. And then I basically badgered Seth Pollen to come on this show, guilt tricked him into the point of submission. And here he is. I got him to watch these goddamn movies. Seth, are you ever going to talk to me again after watching these movies tonight? I don't know what I did to you that we're not friends anymore. <laughs> So are you guys familiar with this concept of ghoul summer at all? Are you guys listeners of uh, junk food dinner? I am not, but I I am familiar with it where you, you pretty much take the most um, uh, soul crushing film you can and, and you watch it. Usually it involves uh, some extreme death either live or, 
or depiction of, but that's about the most I know of it. Very little. Yeah, this is my introduction to Ghoul Summer. Well, Ghoul Summer is something I've listened to the boys do for years now. I have myself one of their Ghoul Summer shirts. <laughs> it's usually some of the most entertaining podcasts of the year are these Ghoul Summer episodes because it's not just the Junk Food Dinner Boys that do this. It's also a litany of other podcast town uh, brethren that go and decide to watch some of the grossest stuff they can find, as Market said, soul-crushing movies. And um, it is fitting that Astro Radio Z, which I've been told in the past is essentially a ghoul podcast to begin with, that I put this out to my group, my Facebook group for Astro Radio Z for a vote as to what movies we should cover here on uh, Ghoul Summer, on our first Ghoul Summer episode, and perhaps last Ghoul Summer episode. We'll see. I put it out there, and of course, there were heavy hitters. People were putting out Serbian film, a bunny game. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the other ones were. But of course, I put my foot straight in my fucking mouth every single time I do anything in this world, folks. That is a defining trait. They can put on my tombstone here lies Derek Carey. He liked the taste of his feet because no matter what I do, it's, I told my daughter this the other day because she was saying, oh, my God, this is going to suck. I'm like, well, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, hon. And she, I had explained to her what that is. I don't heed my own advice. One of the options for uh, the voting was traces of death. And of course, everybody voted for that shit. So the first Ghoul Summer episode we're going to do are on perhaps the most ghoulish movies on the face of the planet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say um, other than I'm sorry, Seth. I'm sorry, Mark. But fuck you guys. You decided to come on, so let's get to it. <laughs> let's get rid of the pleasantries and let's get right into talking about three of the most ghoulish fucking things we've ever seen in our whole entire lives. We're going to start off with Traces of Death 1. into a realm where blackness remains and nightmares become reality for these unlucky victims whom you are about to meet. But do begin your journey with caution as you will witness excruciating visions so incredibly graphic that your brain will surely struggle to comprehend the ghastly information it will receive. If you are at all squeamish or are easily offended by actual scenes of human destruction, then return to your normal world now, as it is time to begin our journey into the netherworld, into grim rooms that you would only be in if you were dead.
Now, if you're not familiar with what Traces of Death is, back in the 90s, this was pre-internet. This was pre-rotten.com. This was pre all of those extreme gore sites where you can just, you know, click in and find beheadings and find uh, serial killer footage and find all of this nasty stuff right at your fingertips. There were things called Mondo movies in which people would go out, documentarians would go out and try and get the most extreme footage they could of some of, you know, the lesser known uh, corners of our world. And in the 70s, there were movies like Mondo Africa, Shocking Asia. Then we had in the 80s, we had the Faces of Death series, which mixed um, atrocity footage with um, recreations. Not all the Faces of Death is real. And then as we reached the 90s, there was a company called Brain Damage Films that decided to do nothing but atrocity footage. And their big thing was all of it is real. These are shockumentaries, another 10 cent term uh, to basically tell you you are go- about to watch an hour and 15 minutes of the most gratuitously real violent atrocity footage we can find. All that stuff you would find on Rotten.com, all that stuff you would find in the nether regions of the internet, the dark corners of the internet, this is on this tape. And I remember seeing this stuff uh, on video store shelves at my local video oasis. I talk about this. I've talked about this a million and a half times here on Astro Radio Z, this store, Video Oasis. But that store ruined me as, as an individual because I got to see some of the most gross things on the face of the planet. And these tapes were there. I originally started off my gore hound expeditions by watching the Faces of Death movies. And after I had watched those movies, I moved on to the Traces of Death movies, which seriously, we'll talk, we'll get in depth as to what's in these movies, but they are not subtle and they are disgusting. Now, Mark. What do you have any history with these, or is this a first time watch for you? Well, I watched the Faces of Death series when it came out uh, many moons ago, uh, but I never touched the Traces of Death because uh, that you know I was a little bit later and I wasn't seeking that stuff out. Faces of Death, though, since this was an internet, Faces of Death was a thing that you heard rumblings on and you heard people talk about in in like fangoria and that you know you hear you, you heard it mentioned and you're just like oh what what, what is it? you know so but hadn't really heard of traces of death i mean i had seen it on the shelves but never rented it so this is my first experience with this series though the uh whole f- you know f- real footage of death and such uh was not a stranger to me well, it's not a stranger to anybody that was a horror fan back at that time. Seth, had you ever seen any of these movies? I've never sat through them in their entirety. Uh, like any rite of passage for horror fans, I've seen clips and talked about them. I've seen some of the faces of death movies, but uh, this was the first time I've ever sat through Traces. Traces of Death, one and two, 
were two tapes. And I think I've told this story in the past on Astro Radio Z, but I'll tell it again here before we get into this movie proper. Were movies that I was really into. I Okay, I was Mr. Edgelord. I wanted to see everything disgusting I possibly could. Anything that was going to push my buttons, I wanted to see. I was super into death metal, grindcore. I loved Carcass and Napalm Death. I loved uh, Pungent Stench and Cannibal Corpse, and I loved all of this stuff. And I went and I got these tapes, and I dubbed them. And one day, because some of the, the people hung out with at school knew what my tastes were, now we're talking the early 90s. This movie came out, I believe, in 92. I taped these movies. I took them with me to school, and we proceeded to check out time in the, the media lab at school in the library <laughs> and watched these movies. Uh, I can only imagine what would have happened if one of the teachers would have walked back there it, uh, during... Uh, Let's just say the sexual reassignment <laughs> of this film. Documentary. It's a documentary teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way. A documentary with, with some jackass narrating happily <laughs> over it. <laughs> so Traces of Death 1 starts off with an extreme warning <laughs> where you have some edgelord dude. <laughs> that is describing, or at least I, 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 it's the later ones where he actually sits and tells the warning. But the beginning, it just has a scroll that tells you you're about to watch real violence and death. And if you don't have the stomach for it, please turn this off. It will disturb you. And for once, that means something <laughs> because you are literally going to watch a nonstop cavalcade of images of people torn to shreds. And this isn't it's footage. This is like news footage where people were on crime scenes and just, this, you know, news hounds that were out there trying or or like policemen trying to document crime scenes and stuff like this. So none of this shies away. And uh, you get an extreme warning. Then you get a narrator who's in a morgue, not unlike faces of death trying to set the stage. Mark, what did you think of this Joker that was doing the narration on all this bullshit? Uh, we'll get to those movies later, but at least they changed it so it was a little more threatening. In this first one, I felt like it was the uh, science professor trying to talk to you about what you're about to see. I'm like, oh my God, has this guy got thick glasses and a, and a pocket protector? Do you remember? You remember... Robert Gross from Faces of Death. Yeah. What he looked like? Oh, he yeah. Like dude you just described. I know, right? So this dude starts narrating, and I, I actually chuckled. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this dude's actually adding a little bit of humor to uh, the extreme shit I'm seeing on screen. I'm like, I know they're trying to be edgy, but this, this voiceover dude just, you know, it's like the time to make the donuts, man. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here going, dude, you're not threatening at all, man. Oh, my gosh, Seth. What do you think about how this fucking thing started with this jackass uh, narrating this Damon Fox? <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, that's what he's credited as. Christ. He's a dork. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and uh, I don't think we can forget. We can't. We can't pass up that it said in the credits that they wanted to put a beep in front and at the end of every gruesome scene, but that they <laughs> abandoned that idea when every scene would have a beep in front <laughs> behind it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I think that in general, before I get to, because I literally, as I watched this, I listed in my phone everything we were watching, just so you guys don't have to go and watch this shit. I'm going to tell you what fucking happens in these movies. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole thing about these movies is is that this is as crass as exploitation gets. This literally, when you're young, you may find this edgy and you may find this interesting. But now as a 40-year-old man, I find this repugnant. I find this insultingly crass toward the people. Little respect is given towards any of the situations that are given and depicted in this film. So uh, there, there's my thought in general on all of this we're going to be watching tonight. <laughs> all of this shit is gross and sucks. And it's not, there's no story. You are literally watching footage, just endless atrocity footage. And Trace of the Death 1, what do we get to watch in this pleasant little thing? We get to watch lots of crying scene and death stills. An autopsy animal torture, spinal cord removal, brain removal, cheesy stock synth music plays over everything. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it's, it's almost like it tries to be really gothic kind of like organ music, but it's so fucking bad. <laughs> so bad. Numerous car crashes and accidents. Guy getting hit in the balls while jumping a car which has to be one of the dumbest stunts I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. Daredevil wrecks, auto accidents, breast reduction surgery, sex change operation from man to woman, which is disgusting because this is old footage, obviously taking place somewhere overseas. Rodeos, riots, suicides, the infamous R. Bud Dwyer suicide played over and over again like a joke. That was especially tasteless in this movie. They literally take that infamous scene where he takes the gun out of the envelope at a news conference and shoots himself in the head and blood just gushes out of his nose and edit it in a way like it's supposed to be a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. It's only missing the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, it is so repugnant the way that it's presented in this. There's just no respect given for any of this. Um, there's a child autopsy, which goes on way too long and was very hard to watch. Um, there's mortician prep and a lion attack on some idiot who decides to get out of his car in the Savannah and the lions all pounce on him. Man, that's the best part. That guy had it coming. <laughs> that guy's a jackass. I, I'm just, the minute I watched that guy get out of his car with his camera, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> <I'm> like, 
well, well, the idiot, the narrator's like, well, watch what happens here. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, oh, look, when idiots attack, I'm like, you dumbass. <laughs> so this is essentially traces of death one. That was everything that happened in this movie. I'm going to put out there. I'm going to do this for each of these movies. Mark, what was the most soul crushing part of this film for you? I, the worst um, one. The worst one. I know the whole thing is kind of like that, but what was the worst one for you? You know, I. it's going to sound bad, even with all the people stuff. Uh, well, it was kind of Thai. So it was it was the pig getting burned alive. Oh, yeah. And, and the baby brain surgery uh, autopsy. Um, yeah, that wasn't a brain surgery. That was literally the, that was the yeah. autopsy, the mortician just preparing the body. Yeah, it, it those two things I think were probably um the really just like oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you you did have the the famous suicide which I had seen before online in that you know, so a little bit of this VHS film got uh, ruined for me online because he had seen the clip online. But I agree that they they showed no respect with that s- scene whatsoever. But uh, yeah, it was it was those two scenes really that were kind of out of the blue. The other stuff I kind of had prepared prepared myself for going. Okay, this is what we're going to end up seeing. Um, but yeah, those two things really were were like God. Uh, Jeez, just just get this done. <laughs> you know? I, I have to agree with you. the The child autopsy, in particular, was yeah. really tough to stomach. It was really, really tough to stomach. Seth, what was the one bit of this movie that crushed your soul? Uh, the worst for me was the sex change. Oh, they just went. I mean, obviously, they showed every little bit, which. It just seemed like the doctors working had no finesse, no care for anything. Everything's just getting tossed around and manhandled and butchered open and cut. And it, oh, man. It, hmm. Well, the thing is, this footage, when it goes to like the autopsy and the surgery footage, it's obvious that this was used for training. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so rough looking. Oh, and it is literally a still camera right on the procedure. And that's it. Early in the film, there's a part where the narrator says, like, have you ever wondered what a human leg looks splayed open like a side of beef? You know, that part like in uh, in Starship Troopers where it pops up. Would you like to know more? (laughs) I just kind of want to hit no through everything in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) The best (laughs) <laughs> the best part of that is when he asks that question, they show it, and then he goes, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the sex change scene kind of wrecked me just in how gruesome it all was. And, oh, man. And but there wasn't anything pleasant. <laughs> yeah, there is not a single pleasant thing to be seen. <laughs> oh, they, they did have that other thing, too, with the with the uh, um where they're doing the stunts and <laughs> he says, I think, I think the one it's a motorcycle stunt or something where the guy, 
ends up getting just he falls off it in mid air or something or no it flipped on top of him or something and the mr voiceover goes needless to say he never did this stunt again (laughs) (laughs) i'm like no shit Thank you, Captain Obvious, for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think if it, it, the the thing is, it's funny now as we sit and talk about it. But when you watch it, that voiceover is so. That's what makes this even worse. Mm-hmm. Is that you have this schlub trying to not only be like this dark, ominous narrator but also trying to crack jokes at the same time. <laughs> and it just comes across as disgusting. Yeah. It, it's, it really comes across as, man, I am so ashamed of myself for watching this right now. This, I, I wish that every copy of this movie would be burned from existence. That's how I felt by the time I was done with this movie. Um, let's go ahead and uh, finish this one out. And uh, Seth, would you even recommend this the most hardened ghoul? No, there's nothing worth seeing. I mean, if you want to see the gore and all that shit, I mean, you can turn on the news. You can watch a movie with a story and at least it's entertaining or tries to be entertaining. You know, it's really, it, it might've had a time when it first came out, but I don't know. Everything's just so different now with the internet and news playing all this crazy shit that now nah, the traces death can fuck off. Yeah. This is an antiquated thing is there are these tapes. I mean, like I said, when we started this, this was pre-internet. This was the way that you got to see this stuff. And as a 17-year-old, I thought I was watching some really fucking nasty, dangerous shit. As a 40-year-old, this movie can go fuck off. <laughs> this can I, I can hope that this somebody rounds up all these copies of this movie and it just gets immolated. This, this movie can fuck itself. Mark the movie, man. Yeah, I agree. It can it can go take a, a dirty Sanchez uh, off a short pier. It, it's just uh, there is nothing. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing redeeming about this at all. I mean, I'm watching. I mean, you know, the, morbidly, I, I chuck, chuckled at one part. OK, there was a horse race scene in here where a horse where some things cut across a horse race scene and you watch the horse flip over land on top of the jockey. And I had to chuckle because the horse got up and kept running. <laughs> I, I don't know why I found that a little bit humorous, but you sick son of a bitch. I am a sick son of a bitch. I'm just, um, the horse was determined to win that damn race. <laughs> It's like, fuck, I don't need no jockey. <laughs> I'm glad I got that extra weight off. <laughs> you know? Um, but that was my brain, I think, also grasping at some kind of straw to hold on to to keep me from just turning this out. It serves nothing. I mean, you're right. No narrative. Mr. Voiceover trying to be edgy. Some of this stuff you've seen on the internet now today, it is antiquated. It is, 
you know, and especially after what we've gone through uh, and what we've seen on the news in real life, you know, some of it comes off a little tame and some of it is just milking it. It's like the surgery foot, the breast surgery footage, the the sex change operation, you know, the uh, the autopsy stuff. Some of that's the longest footage. Them trying to stretch this out to enough to justify it being an actual movie length film, and and it just it's uh fuck it no yeah who it, the fuck wants to watch that it's like, that's what that's what I don't get. I mean, that's the point of Ghoul Summers watching the grossest shit. But this literally is the most ghoulish shit I think I've ever seen. There's just nothing to this other than death and violence and gore. It's just like, okay, let's find the nastiest surgeries we can and let's just show them. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. And if you notice the surgeries that they do show, none of those are in like a America developed, a developed <laughs> world. Yeah. These are all back alley surgeries, just about it seems like with, you know, and, and you just you feel bad for the victims in there. And uh, it suddenly, though, brings into uh, uh, perspective the film. I don't know if anyone here saw it. Nightcrawler. Um, oh, with uh, years ago. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal as a guy going out and shoot. You know, the people who shot these footage were those people, was that guy that he was playing. Yep. The, those yep. are, that's where all this footage came from. And it makes you think it's like, wow, someone actually said, oh, look, there's someone's brain splattered on the pavement because the car rolled over on top of their head. Somebody gotta, will buy this. I've yeah. got to shoot that. And traces of death guys go, we got to put this together in the ultimate edgy montage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Straight up exploitation all the way down to the point oh, where at the fuck. end of the movie, there's a fan club mail in order. I think that was my favorite part. You know, was, that was a hard fucking chill right at the end. Fuck 20 bucks. Get yourself a T-shirt. Let everybody know that you just sat through some shit that has no redeeming value. Just fuck it. Yeah. Traces a death shirt. Yeah, let the world know that you will not get within 50 yards of any pussy. <laughs> Unless it's already dead. Oh, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So let's go ahead and let's move on to Traces of Death 2. Listen close. 
I have assembled here for you the most graphic and ghastly images ever brought forth on any screen. So beware and turn down the lights, flame a candle, and enjoy the legions of horror. Enjoy. Now this charming little flick, which is essentially the same movie, except now we have a death metal soundtrack from bands like Unleashed, Morgoth, Grave, and His Fix. We have this played underneath it. More morgue footage, war footage, explosions, shooting people from helicopters, people falling from buildings, hangings, bull runs, fights, a tight rope walker that falls, tribes cutting dicks off, a child molester getting shot in the head, standoffs, sucker punches, lynchings, then at 30 minutes you get a hard shill for a soundtrack. <laughs> I um, cracked up at that point. I, did. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. At 30 you, minutes, literally, it breaks <laughs> kayfabe and goes straight to a hard shill. Do you think that your metal band is hard enough for Traces of Death 3? <laughs> Send in your demo tape now for Traces of Death 3 and you can be featured on the next Traces of Death video. <laughs> now let's get back to the show. Now let's get back to the show. <laughs> and then after that, we get to see people exhuming bodies, a tummy tuck, a birth, a female to male sex change, which I thought was far more disgusting than the first one. And our uh, <laughs> our narrator, who has more of a death metal voice this time, says, Watch it if you have the balls or will soon. Oh, Jesus, that part. <laughs> they got it. So it's a humor in part two. Uh, we're not done yet here, folks. No, no, no. There's more. There's dumpster corpses. Mm-hmm. There's a dude being drugged behind a Jeep. Mm-hmm. There's failed aviation. So many car accidents. Failed horse racing. A decomposed mouse. Corpse being eaten by maggots. Jack the Ripper footage. A shark attack. Penis chopping, vulture sacrifice, and a guy getting torn apart by two Jeeps. That's Traces of Death, too. This happy little flick. <laughs> so let's talk about first the inclusion of the death metal music now to all of this atrocity footage. Seth, what did you think? Did this change the tone of this movie at all? Well, you can only get more extreme by adding death metal, right? I said to you, maybe I'll enjoy part two more because, you know, I like death metal. So it couldn't be as bad as that shitty synth music, but it's it's just bad death metal over it. 
It doesn't. That, nothing works over this footage. It all just. It sounds out of place. It looks out of place. They could have just played yakety sax, and it's. They, they could play anything, and it would just still be the same thing. Oh no, no, it didn't change anything. It was just death metal over it. So. <laughs> oh my God, Mark! I know you especially loved the death metal that played over top of this. I there's certain parts that uh, certain songs that you've played before that I really enjoyed and such for death metal and none of them were in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is early '90s death metal. This is seminal death metal stuff yeah. that is being played on top of this. We're talking the beginning of the genre. I, I get that, but again, like, yeah, I agree with none of it went with, I like, they didn't even bother like cutting cuts on anything in this music. It's just like, they no, just, it's a hard shill for a soundtrack. Yeah. That's just, all it is. They took the soundtrack and they pressed play. And then they took the video footage they edited together and pressed play. And then they recorded it on the master tape and they left to have a beer. And they came back like 90 minutes later and stopped the tape. And that's all they did. Yeah, there's barely any narration in this one. And when it is, it's that bad show. Watch it if you have the balls. Well, that's right. We only get his new modulated voice in this (laughs) one because he must have realized he played the tape for his buddies. And the dudes were like, dude. You sound like a total nerd. You gotta change that. <laughs> Just talk really grovelly into the mic, man. It'll be awesome. I can't. I cannot tell you how fucking hard I laughed at that shill thirty minutes in. The shill is hilarious. So I'm watching it, going, "Wait, what the hell?" You don't think you're black metal enough for traces of death three? I'm like, no. <laughs> and of course, at the end, we get another shill right at the end for the fan club. If you want to go and go to their website or well, it wasn't even a website because it, it's pre-internet. It? If you want to go and get their like catalog, yeah, human bones and all this other garbage, you could send in another shill for <laughs> traces of death three. So it just you could tell. This meant none of this footage meant anything to these people. These no. people were despicable that put this shit together because all they were trying to do was profit off of other people's deaths. And that's essentially all this fucking is. That's what's so repugnant about this. So let's move on to the section where we talk about what was the most soul crushing scene in Traces of Death 2. Seth, what was yours? Oh, uh, man. I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about a couple. There was one, there was a hanging scene in, I don't know, some country where they still do hangings. But uh, the executioner's mask looked like a really cheap pillowcase cutout ghost mask. And I, I mean, morbidly hilarious to me. Just, there's no reason that that man should have been wearing that mask. Was, <laughs> um but there's a scene where a high rise, I guess it's an apartment building of some oh, sorts yeah. on fire and a man jumps out of it had to be 15 stories up, jumps out the window and he bounces off the ground like a shitty dummy. And he's not a shitty dummy, not a shitty dummy at all. And just the, the amount of air he caught off the concrete just sucked it out of me. No, thank you. That is awful. 
Good night. It's, yeah. It, 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 I mean, there's so many more explicit things, but just being like catching that man at the point in his life where he has to jump out of that high of a window onto nothing but concrete. Fuck, man. That's heavy. That's yeah. some yeah. fucking heavy shit. That, that, uh, the courtroom justice scenes. I'm always a fan of courtroom justice when, you know, someone takes into their hands and just flips shit. That's uh that's always emotional. So that that child molester getting shot was dark, but probably had it coming. Well, and then of course they edit it the same way they edited the last oh, one, where it's for laughs, where yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, go yeah. close up, they speed ramp it, they slow it down, they do all this other bullshit. Oh. And even though the dude deserves no respect. It's still so disrespectful yeah. how it's edited. It's it's atrocious. Um, <laughs> Mark, what was your scene? Yeah, actually, in all honesty, compared to the first one, I found most of this, for lack of a better term, tame compared to the other one. This one, it felt like they were scraping for some footage, but... Um, just because it wasn't as intimate as a lot of the footage in the first one. Um, but for me, yeah, it was, it was, it was the guys jumping off the buildings. Um, and that has a lot to do with, I I hope you don't mind me bringing up, but it has a lot to do with seeing live footage from, from nine 11. Of course. You know, and seeing that shit, and I know this was before it, but just seeing that shit, it just, it was like that part for me was the most disturbing part. I mean, there's one where a guy jumps out of a burning building and he misjudges it. So he actually hits like five, he hits like three of the floors on the way down where he's spinning and it just, it, and yeah, and the scene where we actually get to see a guy hit the ground, it it that footage there, I think, really broke me with this one. And I was like, I, I am checked out of this. I watched it. I watched the whole movie. But for me, it was like my brain just stopped. With yeah, that. did you guys start feeling numb after a while watching this stuff? After a oh, while, I was just watching it to get to the end. Yeah. And you just see it, and you've seen even by the end of one of them, you've seen so much that you. I mean, you, you kind of stop feeling, or else you're going to be feeling too much. Yeah, it's like a, pro, you know, preserving yourself by shutting down the the emotions on it. Oh man, I tell you, the scene that got me that the those scenes that you guys described are hard to watch. They're tough, but the female to male sex change operation in this movie is repulsive just the amount of detail that they show how it seems like they're maybe it could have been because i was watching on triple speed (laughs) (laughs) oh i just broke kayfabe (laughs) (laughs) i did not want to watch these at regular speed fuck that (laughs) fuck that this isn't a movie this is a, just a succession of the most disgusting shit you've ever seen. But that scene in particular, just the operation itself, I would have been better off not knowing. I really would have. <laughs> and again, 
they should get out of cost because they talk about that in the subtitles for it. <sighs> and again, it's it's not like it's the best surgery footage here. <laughs> this is yeah. this is not not you know this is not ER. This is not some clean Hollywood set at all. This is no, it's like some Taiwan back alley yeah bullshit. Uh, you get you, you know you still get Mr. Voice at the end where you get the shark attack. You go, this shark has bitten the man's leg clean <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm like. Really? Because I couldn't tell from the footage of the guy with the stump on his. Thank you, Mr. Narrator. Thank you, Captain Obvious. And that's what I will call the narrator for all of these movies. His name is Captain Obvious, not Damon Fox. Yes, he is. So uh, that is Traces of Death 2. As you can imagine, I'm sure none of us will recommend this. Was this better than part one, Seth? Uh, I mean, how are we describing better? I, <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> I'll say it wasn't as as excessively gruesome, mm-hmm. relentlessly. I was surprised at the amount of footage that probably could have popped up on one of those most extreme moments caught on tape cable shows. Uh, that feels like they were filling it out with with the car crashes. Yeah, but uh, so I guess in that way it's better. But is it more extreme? No. So I, it's it's about the same. Yeah, it's redundant is what it is. Yeah, it's like uh, they, they found they used most of the heavy footage in the first one. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they literally were scouring for whatever they could find because half of the footage wasn't even atrocity footage. It was like oh. people just crashing their vehicles at races. Yeah, and there wasn't not. That's why I know it sounds morbid, but this one wasn't nearly as extreme as the other one uh, because of that, because there was a lot more people walking away from shit. in this one. Yeah, yeah. Not as much as in part three, but no, but I mean, it's starting to you could tell they were scraping for for trying to get something together with this, because, I mean, you get more breast augmentation video footage. It's different than the other breast augmentation video footage. You get liposuction, you get a, a rhinoscopy, you know, someone changing their, you know, but I mean, it's like, I'm looking at that going, okay, dudes, you're stretching now. This isn't atrocities. This is just people in Hollywood getting plastic surgery. <laughs> like, like, what yep. the fuck? <laughs> like, yep. And we get a bunch of seminal death metal acts. Just, I hope they got paid at least. To have their music over top of this nonsense. No, I it's for exposure. In- it's for exposure. <laughs> well, if you if you knew these bands back in the day, half of them were displaying like Carcass in their first couple records. Is the artwork is nothing but body parts mm-hmm. put together in collages. So I think a bunch of those acts wouldn't have minded having their music on top of this kind of stuff just for the dark imagery and that kind of bullshit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This movie sucked. It was garbage. Same thing as last time. So let's go ahead and let's finish this lovely episode of ghoul summer. What a good idea, Derek. Let's do this. <laughs> Traces of death. Three.
producer of the first true shockumentary series, Traces of Death. You may remember the morbid lion attack scene from Traces of Death number one, or the frantic soldier who was quartered by two jeeps and had his arm ripped off as the blood gushed from his limp torso in Traces of Death 2. Welcome to Traces of Death 3, Dead and Buried. I have pieced together for you the most brutal and vile acts of inhumane atrocities ever compiled on film. You will see horrifying scenes of the aftermath of terrorist suicide bombers. You will look into the hollow eyes of a young girl who fell victim to a true Silence of the Lamb story. And watch the gut-wrenching torture inflicted by the El Salvador Death Squad and much more. Traces of Death 3 also brings to you some of the hottest talent in the metal industry. Bands like Meshuga, Core, Deceased, Hypocrisy, Dead World, Mortician, and Gorefest, just to name a few. My Blackened Soul is proud to announce the release of the Traces of Death 3 soundtrack. At the end of this ghastly spectacle of gore, I will tell you how to get it. As much as your brain may fight, keep your eyes and ears open and let the carnage continue. Hey, Derek, what's in Traces of Death 3? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here are some of the wonderful scenes we get to see in Yet again, another movie with a bunch of atrocity crime scene uh, footage slapdashedly thrown together with death metal played over top of it. This movie, unlike the other ones, has an intro. uh, It has some cheese dick Hesher with his back turned to the camera and (laughs) candles burning in front of him talking to us, even though his back is turned to the camera and he's beating his arms up, da- up and down to let us know that it's him that's talking and it's not just a voiceover. And instead of it making him look like he's actually talking, it looks like he's beating off two dicks. <laughs> but he's telling us how extreme gore fans welcome back. And all the, the the kind of bullshit you would imagine this jackass that probably sits and listens to the worst two bit Metallica ripoffs you can find. Uh, what he would say. And after this hilarious sequence in which he does a hard shill for bands for the next Traces of Death movie, uh, we go into the movie proper, which is endless war footage, endless morgue footage dead hikers endless scenes of dead kids getting hit by bombs in the Middle East burn victims dudes shot and stabbed (sighs) homeless man cut in half by a subway train 
some dude, old dude, eating scorpions, scorpion arm wrestling, cockfighting, slaughterhouse footage, which is always so fun to watch, dolphin killing, mondo footage. And what I mean by mondo footage is kind of what I described before is back in the 70s, there were movies called mondo movies in which documentarians would go and find tribes in Africa or in uh, the tropical rainforest and document their lifestyles in order to shock audiences abroad. And um, it's that type of stuff. We're just tribes mutilating themselves in rituals and things of this nature. Dog fighting. A dude who got attacked by a pit bull who had most of his face ripped off. Bullfighting, which is just plain repulsive. Caves full of bones. So many scenes of caves with bones in them in this movie. El Salvador Death Squad corpses. God, they had a boner for the El Salvador Death Squads in this. I could not believe how excited. Now let's watch the El Salvador Death Squad do what they do best. These are a bunch of fucking lunatic drug cartels. Oh. Okay. I'm not done yet. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Close-ups of dudes getting shot in the face. Motocross accidents. So much racing footage in this movie. It's just padding. The whole thing is just race dudes sliding off their bikes getting hit none of it actually accumulates into death Mm. it's just people just mildly going off the road half of it (laughs) motocross accidents motor accidents an iced corpse teeth chiseling tribal mutilation tribal circumcisions edited for laughs so many little boys getting circumcised and being edited comically. (sighs) Female genital mutilation. Freaks. Birth. An autopsy. Mutations. More war footage. Suicide. Bombing aftermath footage. A guy getting torn in half and is still alive, which is a really disgusting shot. It's this dude in a in a suit that literally must have gotten clipped by something and just ripped in half. It's it's repulsive. A girl found chained and tortured and saved. Camels killed. Of course, the El Salvador death squad. <sighs> Scalping, beheading. And castration. I don't know how you guys are still listening to this episode at this point. I'm basically telling you bedtime stories by just describing in the most monotone voice possible all of the disgusting shit in this movie. Um, as the boys said, the last ep- uh, the last movie we were talking about, they were really scraping for footage with these because they were trying to crank these things out every single year. And it's none the more obvious from the shitty hard shill at the beginning, the shitty hard shill at the end, and promoting the bands 
over top of footage of real people dying. Let's say that again so that you guys understand what these movies are. And when you pay for these movies, what you're supporting. Bands being having their music played over top of images of real people dying. These real people that died never signed a waiver. They never consented to this. Yet, because they were captured on film, they get to be caught up for laughs over top of death metal music. You hear how excited we are here on this episode? Nobody's chiming in about this because that's exactly what this is. It's repulsive. These movies are repulsive. They're bullshit. Seth, what did you think of Traces of Death 3? Man, the Mondo footage in this is probably the most interesting out of everything we see. But at that point, you could just go watch a classic Mondo film that at least has some artistic merit. I mean, exactly. Shit. Mondo Kane won a goddamn Oscar for Riz Ortolani's score. What? Come on. They're not even trying. I mean, there's a scene here where Mr. Voiceover is talking about uh, snake fertility ritual, and he's, oh, you're going to have to use your imagination to find out where that snake ends up in this fertility ritual. You know what? Fuck you, man. You're not even, I mean, your your whole sales pitch and shilling of this line of movies, T-shirts, and fucking soundtracks is extreme and gore and fucking everything that you don't want, you know, you're not supposed to see. And you're going to tell me to use my goddamn imagination. Eat shit. <laughs> can just eat shit. Man, fuck it. The, the, like you said, the editing for the cat uh, of the, the circumcision scene that just goes on for what it has to be three or four minutes, like 40 kids getting circumcised via a fucking hatchet and a clothespin in the middle of the, the jungle. Yeah, I mean, they literally just pulled the the wiener so far that there's a bunch of extra skin. They lay it down on a tree, and the guy just whacks it. Just whacks it. I mean, that, and then Mr. Voiceover going, and the women of this tribe are only used for childbearing and cooking, so they don't need the clitoris. And then we get to see that happen for a couple. Oh, my God, man. Fuck this. Like, there's nothing redeeming here. I can sit down and watch fucked up shit in Mondo Kane. At least it's got some merit behind it. I mean, not a ton. It's still shock value for shock value, but at least they were attempting to to put a little bit of education in there or art with the music or decent photography. This is just it's it's the it's the most shameless, awful form of exploitation, and that's coming from someone that loves exploitation films. Yeah, I am with you 1000%. It's hard to say that any of the Mondo films have merit as well because they are also crass exploitation at their core. Um, But at least they're put together in some pseudo documentary fashion to uh, kind of look like a real film. At least they're trying. There's not just so blatantly fuck you. You know, we put this together in our basement so we could 
I don't know. Fuck. Sell records and right. sell. Right. I mean, the guy, hell, it even starts with the dude wearing the Relapse Records t-shirt. Like, <laughs> It's so fucking shameless. Mark, what did you think of this? Well, you forgot that this had a subtitle. This one. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh uh, back, you know, uh, something about the dead or or the grave or whatnot. So I think we get more death footage and you know just dead the skulls in that because it was they were <laughs> maybe trying to do a theme of some kind. I mean, he opens up by giving this a subtitle, which I don't care because I just don't give a fuck. So I don't know what it is, but it had something to do with like death or death above or something. And so I think that and was buried. Yeah. So they were trying to go for a little bit of footage. But for me, I'm sitting here going, I'm watching this footage. And no, I don't necessarily No, I really don't want to see anymore. But still, I'm like, OK, I'm in it. We're on number three. Show me some shit. And I'm watching this going, man, are you guys scraping? I'm like, when you start showing archaeology footage of them digging up yes. a four thousand year old man, and you've got this, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is like some freaking National Geographic. They uncover a man four thousand years old. Oh yeah, that's extreme. With blast beats playing over top of it. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, this is really extreme. Way to go, Indiana. I love you, man. <laughs> you know? The twizziest shit. I, I swear. Yeah, they, they got the NASCAR, you know, crashes where, where it's just your basic NASCAR, rat, you know, crashes. You're right. Uh, uh, you know, the, the circumcision thing was just like, what the hell? But I mean, you're watching this and you're like having I, and I'm. <laughs> God help me! I marathoned these. I I span oh. them out in three nights. There's no way I was gonna. I, I marathoned these, and the one thing that I noticed was this one. It was if there was any evidence that they just, if they had any glimmer of trying to care of putting some something together with this project by three, it is so out the window. They're just pulling footage from like. You've seen some more extreme footage out of um, a wide, wide world of sports. <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos has more yeah. extreme footage than half I mean, the stuff in here. I mean, there is still some extreme stuff. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of this I'm like sitting here going is, wow, you guys were so scraping. Now you should have stopped after one. You, you made your point with one by now. It's just like. No, I don't want to see it. But at the same time, you know what their intent was trying to do you to be extreme. And, you know, they they weren't anymore with this. They, they still had some grotesque shit that I don't ever want to watch again. But at the same time, a lot of this was even less, you know. Yeah, it, it fucking sucked. It It was it was beyond boring. This this doesn't even have any real. You know, it, a lot of gross shit in here, but as far as soul crushing stuff, they're actually, I'm like sitting here going, you know, you lost me when you dropped the line of the snake fertility ritual. Oh. That's where the snakes. I'm glad Seth brought that up because that was going to bring that up. If he, It's like, really, dude? <laughs> I'm like, fuck. You know, some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff presented in here was gross. And yeah, it was shocking. But you, if you want to, try to compare this trilogy of crap 
you know, the first one had corn in it, and this is just the Hershey squirts. Yeah. You know, it, it's like you've you've cleaned out your bowels. You got nothing left here. You know, when you show f- news footage of a girl who was trapped in a dungeon, you know, and you see that her ankle, she had to, ch- you know. But, I mean, it's obviously footage from the news. Like, this was actually All broadcast. This isn't even stuff that was, like, cut out from the TV because they couldn't show it. It's from some broadcast. Yeah, and, and stolen from Mondo films. Like, half of this footage is, like, the most disgusting thing to me was the female genital mutilation of kids. Oh, yeah. That was just, God, I didn't need to see any of that. No, no. And I didn't, that, that was, that was horrible. It it was, it was, it was like that <sighs> exploitation to the extreme. And, you know, it's bad because there's people out there who think people who watch horror films are into this shit and, I can guarantee you all of the people I know who are into horror films would never sit there and, hey, you know what? No, I don't want to watch Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, hey, let's watch the Traces of Death films. That'll be a hoot. (sighs) Shit. This was, again, as I said before, these were movies for people that we're looking for the next level thing pre-internet. Yeah. yeah. Those same ghouls out there that sit and search this stuff out on the internet, this is for them. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. These movies now are out of their time. They're antiquated. Doesn't mean that they're any less shocking because they are. All three of that we watched, there are five in this series but fuck you. I'm not watching four and five. Fuck you. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I know we kind of talked about it and it was on one of the bonus episodes where we were trying to figure out how we were going to approach this episode where I said, maybe we'll do a bonus episode with four and five. No, fuck you. We're not doing that. But You know, you, you say four and five. I don't want to watch them either. I, I never want to watch these ever. I'm never going near these fucking things ever again they can burn in a fiery pit of of feces but um what are they going to have for footage by five if you think you can't die from a hangnail you'd be wrong this man let his hangnail go for 30 years got infected and had to lose his finger it's like what dude stop do you You think the hesher will show his face in part four no, because that'd be too too square, man. He yeah, why would you ever put your face to any of this garbage? That's the reason why you don't see their face. He doesn't want to be caught on the street. So I would watch just... four or five if he turned around and just had like fucking corpse paint on. <laughs> That's the only way. Just <laughs> something real goofy. It's the weeniest. He turns around yeah. and it's actually Steve Urkel. <laughs> Trust me, my pet. What could go wrong? <laughs> it's the dude from The Gate Part Two. <laughs> oh my God! I'm telling you, oh, these. Man, I love The Gate Part Two. Yeah, so do I, dude. <laughs> but you understand what I mean. I know exactly right? what you're what you're saying. <laughs> oh, so that's it, folks. 
I we I don't need to go to everybody to sit and tell me what their most should we should we do this? What was the most soul crushing thing, Seth? That I sat through three of them. There we go. Mark the movie man. Yeah, I made it through all three of them. That's what's soul crushing because that is time that has been gone in my life seeing footage that I never want to see ever again. That's what's soul crushing. The fact oh. these exist. Well, is soul crushing. If we ever do a ghoul summer episode again, I'm not doing anything like this ever again. Fuck. This kind of shit is well past its time. I don't never need to watch any of this stuff because there's so many. This isn't just an isolated thing. This shockumentary phase went on for a good decade, and there are tons of tapes, mostly all put up by brain damage. They're all the same kind of stuff. They just reused footage and repackaged it and resold it. Mm -hmm. Despicable, crass, irresponsible, shameless bullshit. It's what all of this is. I would never recommend anybody watching this shit. It's garbage. Unless you're some twisted ass fucking ghoul who likes to touch themselves to disgusting shit. But everybody else that is sane, there's no reason to watch these. It's it's stupid. It's not even, they're not entertaining. There's no story arc. There's no, they're not even put together well. No. No, they <laughs> <laughs> they they aren't even they you, they you would at least thought they would have kept related footage together in almost like blocks. Yep, and then of, made maybe put like uh, interstitials that that gave like chapters. Yeah, you know something along that line. Some give you know give it at least some. They didn't even care enough to do that. They didn't even care enough for the DVDs because that's what we watched were the DVD editions. That they those were DVDs. These were I got these from Mister Corey J. Udler has a box set of all five, and he gave them to me for this purpose. And part three has a scene that obviously this was the DVDs were taken straight off the VHS. They didn't even care. One entire scene. The tracking is so bad. You cannot tell what is going on. Oh, I thought that was on purpose. I thought they were trying to be like edgy or something or different with the distorted tracking. Because I thought we were watching the actual VHS rips, not the DVD rips. Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Because all of them have tracking problems. So I mean, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, boy. That tells you how lazy this shit is. So uh, Trace's death one, poop. Trace's death two, crap. Trace's death three, the shits. Don't ever watch these fucking movies. So, boys, let's round out this episode with final thoughts on, on this ghoul summer experience. Seth, what do you think of this idea of ghoul summer? And was this worth it? For, for the listeners of Astro Radio Z. I mean, maybe they'll get a kick out of our misery and find out that they should never watch these movies. So, yeah, I guess it was worth it. I think the idea of Ghoul Summer is cool. Check out some stuff you may have never checked out before. But, uh, 
obviously buyer beware, you know, oh. because you might end up stumbling into crap like this. But I survived. Well, not, not necessarily in one piece, but we're here. You get a badge <laughs> and a cookie. Thank you. Can I have toast instead. Yes, you can get have peanut butter toast. <laughs> and Mr. Mark the Movie Man, your final thoughts of this ghoul summer episode. Fuck these movies. Fuck them to the elbow. They can go rot in some pit somewhere. I yeah, no. And and here's the thing is the why I was looking for it because I knew it would test me, and it tests me, it did. And looking at this shit, I'm like, no, nothing. There's, there's, there's not a single, and this is me, okay? This is the guy who can usually find at least something redeeming about 99.9% of the things he watches. And in this one, I found nothing. No, it, it got me angry in some points. In other points, I, would, I sighed. So many times in this film, uh, across these films, I just, it just like, <sighs> you know, not quite Glenn level, but, it, you know, in the spirit of Glenn, I just sat there. You'd look at the screen, you go, oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, you're edgy here. You know, it, not only are they just past their times, it's just, even at the time that they came out, there, there was nothing. There's nothing here absolutely nothing you have you have four hours of nothing and it's amazing that that someone thought this was a good idea to do this whether or not they should they should have just did a a like an 80 minute tape of death metal playing over stills of text going you know, here's now the this, you know, this band or whatever, because that would have been more entertaining than this crap. It's vile. It's disrespectful. It's it's just exploitation of the extreme. And unfortunately, it's stuff like this that gives horror fans a really bad name. I mean, am I off on that, guys? But no. it, I mean, especially in the 90s, when you had shit like this come out and faces of death and it make the news and controversy in that. So when you tell someone you were in the horror movies, they'd really look at you fucked up because they thought you were watching this shit. Well, to be honest, I was. <laughs> well, I know you were. But, but you know what I'm saying, though, for the majority of the horror fans out there, you're, you're, a, you're a special case, Derek. <laughs> thank you mark thank you for your sympathy <laughs> i feel for you man no i i know we all go through phases but you know what i'm saying though i mean you tell someone horror films especially in the 90s it was like oh you watch those movies you know and they immediately jump to the movies that were in the news which are you know faces of death and the extreme ones and whatnot and you're like it's not like i'm watching that shit you know i'm watching i'm watching you know naked women with blood being dumped on them from buckets and with extra body parts thrown at them. You know, that... Yeah. Fuck these movies. These movies can die. They just... That would be a more interesting film of someone just burning these in a campfire 
for 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. I want to know. I wonder how much money they actually made off of this shit. That would be interesting to find out. You know, I bet you it declined over the years. And if they made any money at all, it would have been probably because of lack of a better term, novelty. People not actually watching the films, but just heard, oh, hey, if you bail it, you know. Because I can't imagine it's much. Well, the Faces of Death movies were really big in the yeah. underground. So I'm that's there's no shock that these would happen. I mean, it's just a, a logical evolution of things. So I well, agree. How much did these things cost when they came out? Like 25, 30 bucks? Well, this was at the latter end of the VHS era. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, this had to be for wholesale prices. I mean, we're not talking $89 a tape. I mean, no. you know, it's just some jack off in his fucking basement dubbing these things. The production cost had to be extremely minimal. Yeah, absolutely. So every tape was probably 15, 20 bucks profit. He probably got loaded from this shit. Jeez. Oh, it's yeah. impulsive. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Cause the cost would have been minimal. I wouldn't doubt someone inherited a whole bunch of just extreme footage from someone who either collected it or shot news or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know, where they, they just went and dug through uh, uh, news station dumpsters for the footage. I'm sure that's where they got the vast majority of this stuff. I'm sure it is. So, well, folks, um, as I said to begin this episode, I have been a fan of Ghoul Summer for a long time because I find it to be humorous listening to hear people suffer watching some of the most disgusting and reviled films ever made and now being on the other side of it. I don't find it as funny. (laughs) I think that I I now know why the boys at JFD hate ghoul summer (laughs) so much. Um, So if we do this next year, um, Boy, oh boy, I'm going to just put my hands together and just, I'm not a religious man, but I'm going to pray to, um, I don't know, I'll pray to Seth Powlin, to his to his dear, dear heart, that you guys make a better choice than this bullshit next year. Cemetery man or something. That's not a ghoul movie. I know, man, but come on. I, <laughs> I can't handle much more. <laughs> This is just our first one. Our first one. Yeah, but so, we wouldn't high dive into the deep end. I know. We found literally probably the most ghoulish shit we possibly could. So, uh, well, there it's we go. Do we get a medal? No. Here. We just get an episode to share with everyone. So that's it. Cool. Summer one is in the books. No, I will not watch Traces of Death four and five. Fuck you. I'll say that again. Fuck you. <laughs> do that on your own. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, so if, if you guys have seen four and five, go over to the Astro Radio Z Facebook group. And why don't you tell us our story? Tell, Give us a breakdown like we gave you for four and five on the Astro Radio Z Facebook group. And then we can all uh, hit like or hit mad or hit whatever you hit on Facebook now and uh, be glad that we didn't have to watch that shit. In which this episode is for you people 
to sit and listen to and be glad you didn't have to watch this shit. So now we're going to move over to the section of the show where my guests shamelessly shield the fuck out of you in their best demon voice. Seth Bowlin, go. Uh, before I get to a demon voice, just to add on to people talking about four and five, if anybody likes these movies, go to the Astro Radio Z Facebook group and tell us why. I'd be genuinely interested to hear why. I but, agree. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now that just just wanted to get that out of the way. Of course, if people liked it, they probably didn't make it this far anyway. But right, right. Uh, you can find me at CellularTerror.com and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for all the most extreme horror and exploitation reviews. And YouTube, too, if I didn't say that. But that's it. No, fucking buy my soundtrack. <laughs> Mark the movie man. You're next. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. If you want extreme reviews and you can handle it, come to specialmarkproduction.com, but only come with your metal on because we only accept metal balls there, folks. From the fiery bits of hell, you can also find me on YouTube where I review things like Cars 3 and your Check it out now on specialmarkproduction.com. Join the fan club today. Do you think your soundtrack is extreme for the final cut? <laughs> Actually, that's what all four and five are. Four and five are just like five minutes of death footage and like 80 minutes of shill. That's yeah, it's 80 minutes of straight shill. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, four has five minutes of footage in it and five is just nothing but shill. If if somebody comes on the group and actually says that, okay, I'll give it five minutes to see this hard show. I'll watch that show. I ain't going to watch the rest of the show. Uh, so there we have it, folks. It's the end of the episode. Um, I'm going to take two minutes just to say how, of course, uh, deeply saddened we are here at Astro Radio Z by the passing of George Romero that happened yesterday. We just found out. Longtime listeners will know exactly how I feel about this. And because of this, um, I'm going to be postponing next week's episode, which was supposed to be horror anime films. Uh, we'll reschedule that at some time down the road. But I put it up for a vote the last two days on the Astro Radio Z group to do a George Romero tribute show and have people vote on which movie you guys wanted us to cover of George Romero's filmography, and I love you guys dearly. You all voted for Martin. So next week, we will be covering George Romero's seminal vampire horror film, Martin. So look, I look for, I'm looking forward to that deeply. You don't even know how much I love that movie. Well, you do. If you've listened to one episode of my show in particular you know how much i love that movie but we're going to be talking about that next week here on astro radio z so until then grow some balls You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, YouTube, and anywhere podcasts are found. 
please help us by subscribing, rating the show, and giving us a review. It helps us get the show out to more listeners. Also, if you would like to hear more of the show and be a more active participant, join the Astro Radio Z Facebook group and page, and join the Patreon. For only $1 a month, you get bonus episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Astro Zombies.